Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. I trust that you have had a lovely week. Listening to my colleagues on every day, every morning from Monday to the Friday, where we particularly think about theology, culture, and politics, and how these things really uh, affect our Christian life, or even how the gospel um, uh, comes to bear or brings to bear uh, on these three areas, our understanding of God, our understanding of ourselves and how we live with one another, and also the governance and uh, the sharing of national resources, and even other resources which is what we call politics. And maybe today I should spend a little bit more time thinking about politics. I think many of us might have um, heard some people say that politics is a dirty game or you don't do politics. Uh, concentrate on ministry or concentrate on preaching the gospel and leave politicians to do politics or to play the dirty game of politics. But actually, I want to submit to us that uh, it's a responsibility for believers to actually be responsibly involved in politics. Now, when I say that, you know, I don't obviously mean that every Christian is called to um, active involvement in national political contests, which is what most people might be quick to think. It's also not to mean that every Christian should be vying for some elective post. No, that's not the idea. But it is to mean that every one of us has a responsibility uh, and actually should take more than just a passing interest in how resources are actually distributed within a country and how their own country is governed, how power and decision-making happens within their own country, county, and even sub-county, at a very local level, even at their own school or where they go to, where their children go to school in their own local church, in their market, in the business uh, group that they are part of, in their chama or, or circle, that a Christian is not one to be passive and wait for uh, others just to make decision and for them to go with it that actually we have um, a real interest in how nations, counties, sub-counties, chamas, circles, churches, and any other group of people is actually governed. And I'm going to be making a case why that is true and indeed uh, why it is indeed the duty and responsibility of every believer to be involved. Earlier this week, we were traveling to the village uh, with my wife and we were looking along the roads and we could see this huge project that they are doing, the Nairobi Expressway project, which is a huge project costing a lot of money. Anyway, we kept you know, talking about you know, this and, and other projects that are going on and don't actually say, saying to one another, really only the government can do these kind of things. Now, of course, there might be, you know, extremely wealthy people who can do these kind of things, but a project of that magnitude 
uh, meant for the benefit of millions of people can only be rightly uh, done by government. And, and we went on, you know, in our conversation talking about housing projects, uh, talking about um, environmental cleanliness, enforcement of bylaws as far as buildings are concerned, um, elimination of um, certain social problems. And, you know, our conversation only revolved that really the only people who have, uh, or even the only institution that has a mandate, the resources, the willpower to do these kind of things is the government. You notice how uh, many social problems there are in your area. They think who can really address this? Who can address even some of these cultural problems that actually we have, how people live? The only institution that really has the power and the resources and the authority really, which is very important to do these things is government. You know, many Christians sometimes can erroneously imagine that, uh, oh no, we need to, uh, we need to pray, and I have no doubt we should pray. But actually, the the action to deliver the desired answer to that prayer, sorely lies often in the hands of government. And I want to persuade you that you know government is so crucial, be it national be it local, uh, and even much more closely, whether at home, our home is governed, or uh, an extended family, uh, or even a chama or a circle, how those institutions are governed matters a lot and has direct implication on how we even preach and proclaim the gospel and how we bring it to bear uh, in our lives. Let's actually... Um, think about that from scripture. Whenever we are talking about governance, there are, there, are, there are a number of passages we can go to. But maybe Romans chapter 13 speaks most clearly about the relationship between the Christian and his government. Romans 13 from verse 1 to 7, Paul says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay your what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Amazing words and 
Um, sometimes you read them and you wonder why. I don't know whether Paul lived in Kenya or whether he would really uh, appreciate how broken and how uh, corrupt sometimes our society is. And you wonder whether would he have written these words if he was living in the 21st century uh, county of Kambu or somewhere uh, else in Kenya. Or maybe he was even in worse circumstances. Maybe he, um, he would be right to say that maybe from where he would have been uh, writing these words, the circumstances were not necessarily present. And it would have been the Romans uh, running the world, colonizing everybody. And, and, and indeed, um, with very limited uh, rights, uh, particularly for those, uh, those who are not citizens. But even in that context, Paul writes these amazing words. He calls on believers to be subject to the governing authorities, but he also uh, gives us an insight into the nature of authority itself, or even of governance. One of the things that we would immediately be able to pick from that is the reason why Christians ought to be um, subject to the governing authorities is because that authority is from God. And I think that's an important point for us to underline, that government is instituted by God. Now, uh, please get me right. That's not to mean that the particular sort of uh, political party that won the elections in your county, country, or, or wherever you might be, it's not to mean that that's the one that was in, put in office or put in place by God. But all government, that is, all rule, and even the very concept of governance is itself established by God. That's not to mean, again, it is not broken and riddled with sin. In fact, um, quite the opposite. In most cases, governments are riddled with corruption and with power play and um, uh, jostling for power and, and you know, all, all sorts of things that are really uh, negative do go on in government. There's no doubt. Media reports these things all the time. But nonetheless, the institution of government was established by God. Is in office, or there exists government by the will of God. And that's, that's important for us to ponder on that um, if there was no concept of government at all, things would be very bad. In fact, one preacher said that any government is better than no government at all. Any government, even a very weak government, is actually better than no government at all. When there is no government, then there is lawlessness. There is no law and order, and it can be very, very uh, difficult um, uh, experience to, to be in a place where there is actually no governance or government at all. There is no leadership. There is everyone just does what they think is right, and that would be a very dangerous place to be at. So, because government is established by God, you could then make an argument that actually, because these those who are in government are actually God's servant as they are described in verse 4, that is the one in authority. He is God's servant. And he is described as a minister of God. In verse 6, the authorities are ministers of God 
then you could say they are accountable to God. They are accountable to God. And if they are accountable to God, then as the voice of the kingdom of God, then the Christian has a responsibility to take an interest in what these ministers of God, servants of God, institutions of God are actually doing. In fact, it would be abdicating our responsibility if we do not take an active interest in what these fellow ministers of God are doing. The government exists because it has been established by God. In fact, the description of it is that they are servants and ministers. That means they are those who must give an account. They are stewards to whom a trust is entrusted. Responsibility is given. Therefore, they need to be held to account to that responsibility. And who is in a better place to hold them to account rather than other than a believer? I submit to us then that we should take an active interest because it is our Christian duty. It is our Christian duty. In fact, if any one of us prays the Lord's Prayer, and it says, May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and don't take an interest in politics, then we are living um, contradiction. If we want to see the will of God happen in heaven, I mean, on earth as it is in heaven, then surely we will be interested in how resources are actually run, into how the weak and the vulnerable are treated in our country. And that's politics, a political question, into how resources are distributed, what are the priorities. We will take, we need to take an active interest. Now, as to how that active interest looks like, perhaps a little more can be said what that really looks like. But it is not passive. It is not disinterested. It is not, doesn't look like, you know, just sitting back and saying, no, no, that's not for me. Every Christian is indeed uh, called to that Christian duty of wanting to see the kingdom of God established here on earth. Put it, putting it in other words, we are those who want to, to push against the kingdom of darkness and we are those who want to see the light of the gospel spread out. Now, that just is not confined on a Sunday morning within the walls of our churches, but is actually out there. Let your light you know, shine before all men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. So really then the light of the gospel ought to shine to the people out there. They need to see this um, you know, affecting how they live on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, this needs to be seen in how stores are located in a market, in how routes are managed in a matatu stage. It ought to be seen in how licenses are issued um, by the local government. It ought to be seen in how uh, portions of blood are distributed you know, whenever there are those schemes that are offering land or even are allotting land to those who are vulnerable. We are to be those who take much more than just a passing interest uh, 
in how resources are distributed. We are those who ought to take an interest in how the nation is policed and how um, justice is administered. If you look at the example, the Old Testament prophet, they took much more than just a passing interest. They were concerned in how their nation is governed. They called out the leaders to action. You could almost say, you could use that phrase, that they spoke truth to power. And that's very, very important. It's a Christian duty to indeed be involved and indeed to take an interest in politics. But secondly, it's our civic duty. By civic, I mean that we are citizens of a country, say Kenya in our case, or for the case of, of, of me and perhaps many people who might be listening to this podcast. And because of that, then there are certain things that we are called to do, say, for example, pay taxes. So pay to all who, you know, uh, all that is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Um, you know, respect, revenue, all these things, we pay them because we have um, a responsibility to our nation state to pay taxes because those taxes that are then used, um, you know, for the building of roads and hospitals, um, that's that's the theory. That's how it's it's supposed to be. That we all contribute to the common pool, and then it is used for those grand projects, you know, for that security, for policing of the country, for um, the national defense, and all these are the responsibilities of the state. And so. If we are then um, playing our role from that end as taxpayers, and it's our civic duty, then it's also our civic duty to take an interest how those resources are indeed administered. It would be wrong for us to sit back and not to be interested. In fact, it would be irresponsible uh, for us not to take an interest in what is happening. Uh, one person said that, uh, uh, Actually, um, every every person, almost uh, by the fact that you are a citizen, is a politician. And you don't even get to choose. In fact, not being involved or not taking any interest is in itself a choice. It's like saying, no, I will be quiet about this issue. Now, the moment you decide that you're actually going to be quiet, you have taken a side. In politics, there is no you know, such thing as... Uh, Neutral, I'm neutral as far as this issue is concerned. Being silent oftentimes would be seen to be complicit or be seen as um, consent uh, to one side or the other, which is why we need to make our voices hard and indeed known. Governance is so crucial. It affects our lives very, very closely and on a day-to-day basis. Christians are not just those who look forward to going to heaven or to going to another place. Christians are very keen to see the kingdom of God come here where we are. Christians are those who are keen to see that livelihoods are changing, that people have the dignity of work that they have labor that is productive, that actually pays them a wage, a fair wage, a decent wage that they can live on. Christians are those who are pushing away the darkness 
of extreme poverty and of um, disease and bringing the light of the gospel in very practical ways through their own personal intervention, or even through making of policies or even dissemination of information because it's our Christian duty and it's also our civic responsibility. Please take an interest then in the governance of your local church. Please take an interest in the governance of your school or the school that your children go to. Take an interest in local government, in your local market or circle. Take an interest how resources are actually run. Not in a vindictive uh, way, the way sometimes we can participate by only uh, maybe being a very adversarial to leadership, but actually taking an interest, sometimes even lending a hand and wondering, uh, where can I help? Take an interest, even in county and in national politics, and particularly as we draw closer to next year, we are not those who are to be passive and just wait as opinions are uh, pushed right, left and center. We're not just to be those who are on the receiving end and just buying everything just because our, our popular radio presenter has said it. We are those who are going to analyze issues. We are those who are taking an interest on every single political question that is emerging. Now, our levels of participation will be different, and I understand that very well, but certainly none of us is supposed to be passive. May the Lord help us in these assignments. Thank you, and have yourself a political Friday. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.